0: It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateras, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. Ricey Yo, what's good, everyone? Alex Trateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast, and with me. It's always but buddy, my cousin, pal, the man, the plan, the one, and only John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing, you all know the drill. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We're also partnered with Minute Media and Fan Society, so You can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. We're also on YouTube. Knicks come, Jets come etc. Period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way, you know when a new episode drops. When we watch a video, hit the like button. Hit the no- you know, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions. We got new, I guess, new talks on Donovan Mitchell to the New York Knicks and potential other suitors. You know, Danny Ainge is causing a ruckus. So you know what we got to do? We got to discuss it today as always. But if you also are on this YouTube page, we got another podcast, winning picks weekly. John, video producer, Greg and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every single sport possible. NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA. They're doing NCAA football right now. If you need to get prepared, futures, overs, unders, everything around college football they did the big dude. 10 the acc have you guys done the sec yet and you guys this is last as last we dude. did the
1: pac 12 and the big 12 today Ooh. but dude week zero is, is tomorrow like we're here like you listen to this podcast we're here dude week zero we freaking made it alex i'm hyped dude
0: I know John's excited for college football. This, John lives in the college football,
1: world. Football, baby. Football is back, bro. Football's back.
0: John's ready to go. You can see it in his face. You can see how happy this guy is. But last and I certainly the, not least. And the
1: Knicks schedule's out. I mean, we did that last episode. Definitely check that out. But I'm hyped about that too, man. I feel I'm getting all these emails about time changes for preseason games. I mean, we're here, dude. I, I feel like. I feel like sports are coming back so sports,
0: fast. Sports, the, the the dull, the dog days of summer are really, they've flown by, man. They really Speaking flown by. Speaking of dog
1: days, I mean, ESPN posted uh, a Harry Potter stat today. Like Victor Crumb in Quidditch X amount of years ago. I mean, talk about dog days of the summer, but we're talk here, man. Talk about
0: reaching. Talk we're about here. reaching.
1: <laughs> wow. But
0: last uh, and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. John, my guy. You just did what one two episodes <laughs> right now of recording? And now you're yeah, on your it's third? It's a long
1: day. It's a long day. It's a long day, but dude, college football snuck up on us. What are you what are we gonna do? There's a bunch of conferences. We gotta get back to it. You albany been, been mentioned the last two episodes, whether that's because of the transfer or whether that's because they're you know the first game on baylor's schedule. Wow. I mean, you things all are happening, happening right mentions.
0: now. Things are getting yeah. things are happening. You already <laughs> mentioned shout out to the shout out, shout out. We're a proud <laughs> alumni of SUNY Albany. All right. You got John, myself, video producer, Greg. We're all, all, all we're great Danes. All right. We are great Danes.
1: Yeah, dude. It's fun, man. I'm, I'm really happy about college football. Again, as I mentioned, uh, the Knicks preseason coming right up. I feel like right around the corner. We have rumors everywhere and the Jets season, dude. I mean, as always, the Jets all season bringing one
0: more preseason game, one man, more
1: bringing massive headlines. Um th- this time it's not for fighting the New York Giants in our joint practice. Things are going good. We're all chanting New York together when we leave the huddle. Everything is all harmonious. What is harmonious, this? What is beautiful. This? I mean, cue up the Denzel Mims talks. Uh Ashton Davis talk. We'll get to all that on the Jets episode. So but that's excited. how I'm feeling right now, man.
0: I'm so excited for the Jets. I got a new Jets hat I'm ready to rock on the pod.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. And you know, talk about preparation after smacking around the the New York Metropolitans, the New York Yankees over here putting some, put they've been putting some guys in the DL or the IL, right? Sevy, so he so he can be ready. They put cortez on so he can be ready. I mean, everybody's gearing up for October, man. So, we we here? I know you point to the I got Yankees the stuff. jacket
0: out, baby. I got the jacket out hanging behind me for for the Yankees, all right?
1: We're here, man. We're here, but you know what all starts? Ah, uh, this perpetual circle of hell. And that is Nick's rumors. It is, man. Oh, I mean, oh is also, 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 a quick mention. Last weekend, uh, a couple days ago, the Liberty game, I was at that game. Shout out to them, dude. That was our first home game in a long time. You know, unfortunately it was at Barclays, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> they own the team now, but uh had the privilege to be around like the owners and stuff. Yo, the Nets like the like the, the owner's cool. Uh, the whole the whole player, all the players are really cool. Like we hung out. Obviously, some of them. Man, they have a really good thing going, dude. I'm 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 hyped for them. First, uh, even though the playoff schedule is very dumb, that they uh, the 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 low seed got the game three decisive game at home makes no sense. Chicago, uh coming off champions, being the number two seed, they got the game one and two, and then game three was at Liberty. Best out of three series. Weird stuff. But, dude, shout-out to Liberty. just want the thought out there.
0: This is strange stuff. Shout-out to the WNBA, Liberty. baby. Shout,
1: you know?
0: Shout-out to the WNBA. Shout-out to the New York Liberty. All right? Repres- repping New York. All right? Very well making the playoffs. Let's hope the Knicks can do that now for this upcoming season and, and redeem themselves after uh, a low season. OK, and the only way I mean, not the only way, but one of the ways they could do that if they get Donovan Mitchell, which we're back with these trade talks, man, we get Mark Berman coming back off from vacation and doing what he had to do. And on a Saturday, man, this man on Saturday, he's letting us had, all know he had, Twitter rocking, he had Twitter <laughs> rocking on a Saturday night, baby, you should be out hanging out, drinking, do whatever you got to do with your friends. And next thing you know, like that man drops an article, it's like, oh, my God, there's trade talks. It's getting close. And he drops another one on Monday, and it went from, you know, we also got Sham Sharania on Monday leaking out what the actual proposal was for the Knicks, right? It was Obi Toppin, Evan Fournier, two unprotected first-round picks with a total of four. So I mean, that's the Knicks offer. Allegedly. Allegedly. But then you have the return <laughs> that Danny Ainge wants more than that. That's obviously, obviously Alleg- Danny's trying to swindle yeah. everybody. That's not a shocker. And now you're getting, you know, reports from Ian Begley saying that RJ Barrett needs to be included in the deal with one of the other young guys, whether it be Obi, Grimes, quickly plus draft picks. And you know, it's unprotected picks because Berman wrote not also on Monday that it comes down to the unprotected picks that, that Danny Ainge wants. So it's a lot. It's a lot going on, man. I think it personally, I think it's getting, I think it, a deal will get done because on Knicks fan TV earlier this week, Berman believes a deal will get done. I think this is just posturing by Danny Angel. You know, you now hear new teams getting into here, like these, these secret teams, but he keeps, he keeps promoting that the Wizards and the Hornets are in this deal. You know, Kings come up randomly. Uh, now the Cavs, according to Ian Begley, are, are, are in the mix for Donovan Mitchell. It's all, it's a lot, man. There's, there's a lot of information just swirling around like right now. Just the, just like typical internet things. You can find anything if you want on the internet. But what do you make of all of this, man? What, what do you what do you make? We're back to this conversation again. Do you believe Donovan Mitchell is going to be a Nick soon? I, I think it's, if it's going to get done, it's going to be in September. All right. Interesting. I still I still think the Lakers are still going to be part of this three team deal, even though they just traded for Patrick Beverly. I still think there's more for the Lakers to do because Patrick Beverly alone is not going to reshape that roster. You still got to get off that Russell Westbrook contract. But you know the Lakers don't want Julius Randle either. So where do you where do you make of all this, man? What do you make of all of this this new situation the Knicks are in?
1: Uh, I just wanna start off the bat by saying I am completely sick of this crap. I am so <laughs> sick of Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. I'm so sick of the articles that are coming out about who proposed what and what this person's looking for and trying to figure out which writer is coming from what perspective and does this mean that Danny Ainge is, you know, doesn't like his deal but he can't find I'm done with this crap, dude. It's all nonsense, man. They've been playing us around their little fingers, bro, for a straight up, I would say it feels like two months at this point. Just like every week, something else. It's just like, and we're eating it. Like we're, we're, we're taking the bait and we're going on with it. To be honest with you at this point where we're sitting right now, we're still technically in August, right? You said it's going to happen in September. Yeah. I hope it doesn't happen until February at this point, because the longer we wait, And by we, I mean the New York Knicks, the higher our assets will become, hopefully. That's being a little optimistic, right? If Grimes is starting, uh, these players are playing, should be good, but we'll see. And on the other hand, I think Utah is going to be so bad, especially Donovan Mitchell's there. So his stock is going to go low. You know what I mean? We're going to have a disgruntled player. Because right now, I would say... One of the most interesting things that came out recently is that Donovan Mitchell does not request a trade officially, but he has preferred trade destinations, which something, uh, something's fishy there. But what that tells me is he's still cool with the Utah Jazz at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Obviously he wants to move on, but he's still cool with them. So maybe he could start the season with them. This feels like the season is going to start with Utah and Donovan Mitchell and obviously, with the Knicks and Julius Randall, and that's kind of the elephant in the room here, because when you talk Obi Toppin, you're indirectly saying you trust Randall, because you can't get rid of Obi and Randall and live in point and power forward hell. Which is interestingly enough, uh, Bobby Portis just came out. He was talking to uh, <laughs> one, you know, one of uh, your cohorts, uh, you know, from Knicks Fan TV, Ashley Moss with uh, Sports Illustrated. And during an interview, he was talking about the Knicks and how that was one of the worst years of his career. And, he, you know, he was joking a little bit, obviously. But, you know, he was he pointed to the fact that he had so many power forwards. And to go from so many power forwards just a couple of years ago to having, you know, to putting us in power forward hell, you know, that just sounds weird for me, right? Then I'm going to start posturing for Carl Anthony Towns. I don't want to go down that road, okay? So I just want to stay here where... We have two power forwards, a starter and a backup. Not coming off of the year where we call him or we give him the keys to the franchise, so we're not gonna have to play Randall for forty minutes. And Obi's no longer a rookie, or he he has to earn every thirty seconds. You know what did you earn? What did you you know? What did you do so you can deserve thirty more seconds? Like I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think it's gonna be a little more even. I'm down with that. We have center depth. We have small forward depth, we have shooting guard depth, and we have point guard depth. And we have actual starters to go with that depth, right? Because we always say the worst thing in the world is to actually have to use your depth, right? But in this case, we have starters, and I, I think that our guys can fill in the gaps. So, I, I, a little long-winded here, but like, what do I think about this whole situation? I just don't care anymore. To be honest with you, I kind of want to see what this next team looks like. Because because if, if the trade happens, we're never ever 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 forever forever. We're never for gonna ever? see. <laughs> we're never gonna see this team. They're never gonna be assembled like this. You know what I mean? If, if they get traded, so I, I just kind of want to see them play. There's no rush for Donovan Mitchell. There's no and rush I, for him. And
0: I agree with you. There, there, we the Knicks. I think at the end of the day, right? Like. I would be happy to see this team start off the way it is, just like you, man. I would love to have Donovan Mitchell on this team. I'm not saying that I wouldn't, but I'm also comfortable going into the season and saying no. At some point, you got to say no, right? You got to be able to walk away from the table.
1: That's been and, happening.
0: And, and and just say, look, if you're going to, if Danny Ainge wants to play games, like, you know, we got the draft picks. You know, it was still draft picks that you want. Now you're trying to like say RJ Barrett. Now you're trying to put pressure on the Knicks. And say, oh, if nothing happens, it's just like an utter collapse and trying to make it look that way. Walk away from the table and feel confident walking away from the table. The Knicks should feel confident not having to engage with Danny Ainge with these nonsensical trade rumors anymore and say, if you really want to do this deal, let's do this deal. All right. Let's, let's, put, let's, let's actually sit down. Let's think about what's equitable for both of us and move along. But Danny Ainge, as Danny Ainge is, cause he can't be that guy not known as like winning every single trade in his life. He's trying to, you know, manhandle the Knicks and he's not, it's not working right now. Shout out to Leon Rose in the front office for, you know, sticking to their guns and not, not, not wavering. But they should also be comfortable going into the season with this lineup because I, like you, I want to see what Grimes looks like, man. I want to see Grimes in the starting rotation. I want to see what quickly looks like with more playing time. I want to see what. You know, Obi Toppin is now that we're not having to rely on Julius Randle, hopefully for over 38 minutes per game, like give Obi some run. And to your point, if they actually do start to play well, you don't have to trade all of them plus all the draft picks to go get Donovan Mitchell. If it comes down to February, because let's look at this from the Jazz standpoint, right? You just traded Patrick Beverly. All right. If you want, if you can Patrick Beverly, even though I think Mike Connolly is a better point guard than Pat Bev. Like efficiency wise and player wise, like you just traded a good player away to the Lakers for THT. Like, come on now, you know you know what I mean. Like that that's not that's not that's not saying that you're going to you're looking to win this season. That's say that's saying you're trying to strip it all down.
1: Shout out Stanley Johnson. Yeah, getting getting get, get get in the get in the under in this in this podcast.
0: Daily right? <laughs> Johnson, Tht like that's all you're getting out of this deal. And for Pat Bev, but that that's telling me that you're not serious going into the season. If you wanted to compete, you would have kept Pat Bev and figured it out, right? So now you're moving off that. You traded Rudy Gobert. I
1: don't
0: know what. Okay, I'm all, I'm just saying like yeah. it's, it's it's obviously the Jazz or as you say the Yaz are not trying to be competitive this season. There there's nothing there's no everyone around here knows that. Everyone around here knows that. I don't think any other team is engaged with Donovan Mitchell because the way he's just, you know, publicized himself being in New York this entire summer. He's at every single event almost. You know, hanging out with Quickly, going to Rangers games, going to Mets games, going to Cyclones games, going to clubs, being at weddings. Just showing that he's in New York, everywhere around New York, being with his family, everything. I think if you're a team, you're like, why would I have to meet Danny Ainge's expectations and assets to get a guy who may, at the end of his contract, will be a free agent, go to New York? Or, worst case scenario, request and demand a trade to New York, lowering his draft stock, and then we would not be able to recoup that value. So I think I think people around the league know that I, I think people understand that it's going to be New York at some point, unless unless New York is like, look, we're just not going to do this
1: anymore, and they completely walk away. But that, that would never happen. They would never fully close the door because who knows how the season is going to start? And right. I, I I honestly think one of the most interesting teams that came up recently are the Cavs. They have a jam at guard. Donovan Mitchell would be fantastic on that team. Oh,
0: 100%.
1: That's a perfect fit. And
0: Do you think that's championship contending?
1: Yeah, because the East is not that amazing in my opinion. I'm not scared of Philly. I know they're good. I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared of Boston. I know they're good. The only team I'm really scared of is Milwaukee. Miami's cool. I know they're good. I'm not scared of them. Uh, the, the, the big powerhouse is Milwaukee, but Donald Mitchell could change that if he goes to the Cavs or if he goes to Toronto. I know that got that's been getting brought up. If Toronto is able to keep uh, Van Fleet and Scotty Barnes, you know, and somehow happen. and somehow trade Spicy P and a bunch of stuff like just you know centered around him, a legitimate player. I mean, Toronto would, you know, jump up on the charts. So that, that's the kind of stuff that I'm scared of, right? I won't even mention Brooklyn because they could be really good. This is the best team that KD's ever had on Brooklyn, but that's neither here nor there. Like They're going to be legit. So I think the East is harder than the West, to be honest with you. And I think it's deeper than the West for the first time in a long time. I think the tables have officially turned. I'm scared of those teams, but a team that I think could actually help us here. And I think a team that will come into play, especially if we go into the season, because this is a team that they might know what they have on paper, but I don't think they realize how bad it's going to be when they actually start playing games and they get into the the depth of the season. That's the Charlotte Hornets, man. I have no idea what they're going to do. They have no big men. They have no power forwards, dude. Julius Randle to the Hornets might be an actual savior. Uh, I don't think they think that right now. But I do think when the season starts, they're going to be like, wow. Having Julius Randle on this team would actually change everything for us. It would change our entire season. So when you talk about the Lakers, I know they want Cam Reddish, but I I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to sneak themselves in here. I do think the Hornets are. And I think that they're going to play a role in sending a pick somewhere, you know, to, you know, somehow to Utah and we'll send them Randall. And somehow, some way, Randall will, you know, net net us a first round pick. You know, that's where my hopes are here, where the, the Hornets are desperate. Somebody under contract, a good contract when you, you know, because they're looking towards the CBA or players, when we said on his, on his podcast, Players could be making up to seventy mil, seventy. That's what the Yo. CBA looks like, and like, and you know, that sounds crazy. Right now. Yeah, that's what that's what he said. That's what? the max. Yeah, he said that's what like the super max could be. So that's a horse set. I mean, that and he compared it to those off seasons where the floor where that happened and the floor was so high, and then people had to start paying Cole Aldridge thirty mil. You know, Joakim Noah, 72 mil.
0: Timothy Mozgov.
1: (laughs) Timothy Mozgov, you know, and and he's comparing that. So when you talk about somebody like Julius Randle, he's going to be for free. Somebody that's locked into their contract, you know, in that year, that's going to be an amazing asset. So obviously he would be really good on the Hornets with Lamelo. I don't know. That's just something that's been on my mind a little bit, uh, talking about third teams to get in here because – if I'm believing the reports that are coming out here that we're talking about, Alex, we're not give if they want something we're not willing to give it. Something's got to give, you know what I mean. And if we're not going to give them all their picks, and we all want to give them two, and we find the Hornets, and they don't, you know, because they might use Randall, and, and Utah does it, that could, I feel like some way we could finagle this. But then it then we start talking about how RJ Barrett. Like I'm getting text messages this morning that, oh my goodness, are we gonna trade RJ, I'll go crazy.
0: Would you trade RJ for Donovan Mitchell?
1: I mean, if it's straight up, of course. Right? If it's straight up RJ oh, yeah. for Donovan Mitchell, of course. But now you're adding first round picks to RJ Barrett to get rid of him. That sounds awful to me. I would rather get rid of Grimes. Take Crimes, take Fournier, take Derek Rose, for salary, whatever you need. Take some picks and leave us alone, right? If I have to do OB, fine. But Alex, I have a question for you. How can you discern the, U- the reports by the same guys, the same credible guys that have been saying this whole time and fed it into our brains that Utah does not want R.J. Barrett because they do not want to pay him? Now all of a sudden Utah wants RJ Barrett, and it's, you know it's not even enough that we give it to him. Like, I, how do you discern that? It's the same people saying the same thing, so that's why I said to me they're like playing us on their, thumb, on their on their thumbs. Like, dude, I feel like an idiot now. And at this point, I feel like an idiot, like eating up everything that they're giving us. You know what I mean?
0: I hear you, and like I don't believe that they want RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. I don't see any way possible that that Utah would want to take on RJ in a contract year, pay him money, whether it be the max or not, you're still going to have to pay him. And if you don't pay him, you know, he doesn't have to accept the offer. He can still enter restricted free agency, right? So why why would you even want to do that if you're the Utah Jazz? They're not even ready to start competing. It just doesn't make sense that they want RJ. I think this is just Danny Ainge trying to cause chaos. But, more than anything else.
1: Okay, but if you're Utah, how about this? Like I'll give you the I'll give you the RJ argument here. You want a young player who's going to have a high usage rate. Sure. You get to sign him for cheap, like we mentioned, according to the CBA, you extend mm-hmm. him for a long time, and you get to build around him and there's zero expectations.
0: I guess the question is, right? Do you think RJ would help win enough that you're not a lottery team anymore?
1: You're definitely going to be in the lottery. You're definitely going to okay. be in the lottery. So that's 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 a plus for him. You know, we've seen RJ play on lottery teams. Yeah, you know, he, so I think that's a positive. I guess, you have RJ. You have I guess my, Jordan Clarkson, is, Bogey. I mean, well, this doesn't really necessarily scream playoffs. This is a this is a lottery saying, team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess. It, Yes, I could see it being a lottery team. I guess my question is better. Like, I don't know the, the final construction of this team, right? I would yeah. not, I don't know the final construction of the Utah Jazz. If it's like Utah with RJ and, you know, a bunch of scrubs, then yes, it's obviously a lottery team. But any Knicks it, trade makes it, them it, a
1: lottery team. Any Knicks trade is going to make them a lottery team, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, unless they take the entire team, but I mean, uh, let's be real. Let's be real. Like any trade that they make with the New York Knicks, like they are headed towards not to Cancun. Like they're not making the playoffs. (laughs) I'm just
0: wondering if that you get because you look at the West, right? Do you think the West is is losing talent where it's going to be a little bit more open? Or do you think the West is still stacked as it is where, you know, it's pretty much the same eight that that you're expecting night in and night out? Because if it's open, there's that concern as like a team that if you get RJ in my opinion not saying that RJ will just buy himself but maybe you make a play and maybe you start to shock somebody that you don't even want to,
1: that you don't even think of. Do you I, think that's I, around do you think that's a possibility? I think the bottom 6 teams in the West are set. Okay. Houston, OKC, Blazers, Kings, Spurs and Jazz. Those are the worst 6 teams and nobody's going to like there's no chance anyone is going to uh, be worse than them, which puts one of them mm-hmm. technically in the playing, right? Because that's six. Uh, so we'll see which one could emerge. Hopefully, the Blazers or something, because uh, mm-hmm. that'd be fun. Uh, you know, out of respect to Dame, I'll take him out. You know, of the bottom mm-hmm. five. Yeah, but, yeah U- Utah's in the bottom five, man. Okay. If they make a trade with the New York Knicks.
0: So then it makes sense that Utah would want RJ then. I could see that then. But so then yeah, do, it makes do, sense. Do, 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 so then do you believe though? So you believe that reports that they didn't want RJ were false then? Do I believe. Do you think it's changed? Do you think it's changed because Danny Ainge is realizing he can't get all the picks and now he's like, look, man, I need RJ and picks. If you're not gonna give me all the picks that I want,
1: that's fair. I think that's fair. And I'm telling you. If I'm Utah, I want RJ. I don't want Quentin Grimes. Like, I'll take RJ and Grimes. I'll take RJ and Obi. But, dude, here's the thing about Obi. I've been mentioning it for weeks now. It feels like months. What the hell is Utah going to do with an old rookie like Obi Toppin who's been on a losing team his entire life and he's going to be on more losing teams with Utah and he's not going to resign in freaking Utah? You know what I mean? He's just not. Yeah. But to me, Obi doesn't make any sense. To me, RJ, if I'm Utah, RJ makes the most sense. And like you said, if it's a way for them to backdoor, fulfill the value chart for whether it's for Ainge's ego, whether it's to go to his, you know, owner and be like, yo, this is what I'm getting. Don't worry about it. You know, or it's for the fans. Like RJ and, and two picks is way better than Grimes. Uh, and uh, OB, Fournier, and, like, two protected picks or whatever. Like, you know, two Knicks-protected top three or whatever, and, like, a couple are protected from other teams. I would way rather have RJ. And that, and that's that speaking as a Knicks fan, right? I mean, recently, not to pivot too much uh, to, to baseball but, or, or football, but, like, you get a feeling when a team does something, right? It's like when... Uh, when, when they're taking the starting pitcher out, you're like, oh, you feel relief. They're like, thank God, that's the other team. But you don't want that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're the Yankees, like, oh, I don't want to make a move that the other team is happy about. Or, you know, in football, when you're like going into like a screen formation, you're like, okay, great, go ahead and run it. Like, oh, you know, if the other team wants it, I don't want to do that. And that's kind of how I feel about, you know, where the Utah Jazz are at. If the other, if the other team, you know, like, it's like no way, I'm not trading RJ. He's untouchable. I'm like, okay, I want RJ. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, like he's untouchable. You guys are so cool with giving me all these other guys. Like, give me RJ Barrett. That's who I want for Donovan Mitchell. Super I think that's why, star. and
0: that, and that's why I think you know when I think of it, I think it's more of that than Utah actually wanting RJ. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think it's more like Angels. Like they seem pretty comfortable with this, <laughs> Angel. <Andrew, laughs> And this is where, like, I just come back to Ainge has to win a trade. And it's like, what's perceived value? He's looking at like Knicks fans. He's looking at the front office. RJ's untouchable, right? Or it's like, most of the front office wants to keep RJ, you know, and you hear like the, the wavering that some in the front office aren't as sold on RJ being this all star that others are on the front office. And I think he's reading the room saying, you know, these guys are going to be comfortable giving me Obi. Grimes, Picks, Fournier and whatnot. Not all of the picks, but a good amount of picks I'd be happy with even though I want more. you know, He's probably like, look, I'm going to ask for eight. I'll probably end up getting four or five, and I'll be that's happy with that. That's an
1: absurd number I've ever heard. No, no. I,
0: like, I, like, Yeah, it is. That's, but absurd. Like, that's probably how his brain is thinking, right? It's like, I'm going to ask for eight. I'm probably going to end up with four or five. Maybe I'll get two, three unprotected. Maybe the last one will be like top five protected, whatever of the unprotected picks. But it's like a top four. Yeah. But it's like it to him. It's like it still feels too comfortable for them to do it. Yeah. What's really going to hit them to make me look like I'm going to win this trade? I want RJ Barrett plus all of that. And that's yeah. what makes, and that's, and that's what makes him look like the winner. If he does it, if he gets that. And that's where I'm from I'm the Knicks, I'm like, all right, now you're just playing a game with me.
1: Yeah. Not,
0: cause you don't actually value the guys the way that we value them. You're just looking for the image. Cause you know, cause look, Danny Ainge is that guy that's like, here today, gone tomorrow. If he can flip RJ for something else for even greater, he'll do it.
1: But listen, RJ's definitely on the table, man. That's why the extension hasn't been signed. He's on the table. It's not a done deal that he's not. If it was a completely done deal that he wasn't, he would they would just resign him.
0: As a fan, would you be upset if we traded RJ Barrett and didn't get have that like a, a first round pick that we haven't extended in a in like like a million years? Obviously, Charlie Ward, but it feels like a million years.
1: Yeah, I mean, they tried to use that Stafford for Mitchell Robinson. And just yeah. took out the first-round par and just said, any rookie, <laughs> right? Yeah. To, to maybe get over that. But, yeah, dude, it would suck. It would really suck not, not extending our rookie, man, especially because he has potential to be the best rookie in that whole draft still. You know, like, especially from the top three guys, like it was John Moran, Zion, and RJ. Uh, we, you know, we got the bronze trophy. In my opinion, he still could be the gold trophy here. And uh, that's really, dude, if he gets traded, he's going to be the best, one of the best players in the league. And that is a fact. That is an absolute fact that I cannot get over. So I don't think RJ Barrett's the best player ever. I really don't. Yeah, yeah, uh, of course. I I would not be shocked if he never makes an all-star game. Or maybe like later on in his career. like Maybe in the next three years, if he doesn't make an all-star game. That's uh, that's perfectly fine for me. I think that's, you know, I I do think he can make an All NBA team. You know, like a second or third. You know, somehow sneak in if he has like a crazy year. You know, even if he's not an All Star. But dude, all that matters for RJ Barrett is to win basketball games in New York, and that's the perfect place for him. He he's not an individual guy. We see what he does with Houston rates. We see how you know he finishes at the rim. We see that he gets in uh, streaky, streaky times in the season. Sometimes he's really good, unstoppable, like dropping 30 points a game. And then sometimes he's like, dude, the guy can't hit a layup. Like what's happening right now? You know? So he's not in in a good situation if he is – if he's like trying to be some sort of star. If he's like, yo – You know, Star J Star J is not a good look. Like, you know, here's the ball. uh, You know, fill up the statue and and win us games and make your teammates better. Uh, That's not that's not a fit for him. He he needs to fit on a team that plays team defense, has an actual point guard, and relies on him in, in not only to set up the offense and space, but honestly to bail them out. Like, if there's like five seconds left on the shot clock, give it to RJ. He'll cook it. You know what I mean? Like getting the ball, mm-hmm. and he'll cook it like that. That's where RJ comes into play, man. And so I think he's a perfect fit on the Knicks. So that's what that's what's going to really frustrate me is not only is he going to turn into an all star if, if he leaves the Knicks, but he's a perfect fit with us, man. And so I'm kind of annoyed about the whole power forward situation. So like well, I, was, I think was- Obi's a perfect fit. And I so, think so
0: too. I mean, he put he's he's, he's so good him, off he ball, man.
1: Randall, Like it's annoying. Like we're going to be looking to replace him with him. You know what I mean? Like we're going to be looking to replace RJ Barrett with dot 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 RJ Barrett, a defensive small forward. You know who can get to the bucket? Like that's what that's what that's what's going to drive me nuts.
0: You know, what also drove me nuts. Uh, what drove me nuts is is hearing that, and I don't, I know it's not true. It's uh, it's hearing that uh, Tom Thibodeau preferred Grimes over RJ. Which is hilarious. That was in, that was in Berman's article saying that he loves Grimes. And it was, it was written away where you could see that he, it it was thought that Tibbs would want Grimes over RJ. And when I read that, I was like, that's just not true. I mean, if that was true, he would have literally played Grimes over RJ last
1: season.
0: Yeah. And who got like 40 plus, who got 40 plus minutes two seasons ago? Who's got 30 plus minutes last season? RJ. He loves RJ. I just read that. And I'm like, okay, this is that's a stretch. Yeah, that's a I mean, that's
1: a, it, it makes no sense, dude. And so, let me ask you this: what 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 makes what makes less sense at this point? Trading RJ for Donovan Mitchell or trading for SGA, which is a new rumor now that Chet Holmgren got hurt.
0: Oh my god, oh man, just I like both of them. <laughs> it's just I would probably go Mitchell over SGA. Like I like SGA, but. I then look at like we just signed Brunson, so what are we doing here? You know what I mean,
1: like yeah. I mean Brunson I, I, played and this with, is not, and this is not saying like Luca.
0: Yeah, for sure, but this is also not saying like SGA couldn't play two. Like he did that next to Chris Paul and whatnot. I don't know, man. It's just it's such honestly, those two are such a toss up for me because yeah. both of them just bring a different dimension in their game. Like
1: it's either so he's one definitely is a Tibbs guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Donovan Mitchell maybe not a Tibbs guy. I think he is. I think he I mean, is. Obviously in the ISO on offense. Like yeah, that's that's oh, like for that, sure. that's Tim's life. But the defense is gonna be tough. Like, you know, being a little bit honest about it.
0: Yeah. I mean if I was SG, I'd probably wanna out of OKC be like, Look,
1: man, I wanna win. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you another thing that's tough. Brunson Mitchell I, I don't even know who you're putting in now. Cam Reddish. Oh yeah, like, it has... it have if you got rid of RJ,
0: dude, Cam, Re- Cam Reddish gets the gets the bump.
1: Dude, that's that's a bad that's bad. I'm telling you right now, that's bad. I, I know it sounds nice. Watch out for, for the big, Cam Hype man. I know. I know it sounds nice. Oh, it sounds good. Cam Reddish is gonna be a stud. They you got Mitchell and dude, that would be so bad. <laughs> We'd have no depth. We'd have no defense. Uh and <laughs> I'm telling you, that would be really bad. And whether it's Randall or Obi, just bad news. Like that team is winning. 25 to 30 games, so that's my issue. When, if you, I don't even think. Forget championship contender. I don't even think we're a playoff team. Like I think we're
0: playing. Mm, I think. I think we I think. I think you're on a cusp of a playoff team.
1: Yeah, we're a seven seed at the best, and that's with training all your draft picks and your star, you know, and your uh, number three pick from a couple of years ago. And yeah, you're no, not even, and you're and you're not even you're not even gonna be a top. You know, square
0: one all over again as as the Knicks.
1: Was actually honestly no honestly assets and bad books
0: honestly this trade the way that the, the trade talks for Donovan Mitchell it is worse than the Mellow trade is absolutely right
1: worse. now yeah
0: it's worse like yeah. looking at hindsight when you look at the mellows trade it was bad because the Knicks didn't have many assets and we gave up more assets when we didn't have enough This is just an overspend. If you go out for Donovan Mitchell, you know what I mean? Like we gave up what two first rounders and two second rounders plus four players in that mellow trade. I think that's what it was. You're it like when you look at what the Knicks had prior to that trade, it's like, guys, we really can't empty the bank right now because we'll have nothing else here. It's like, all right, now we're just emptying the bank because we, it's, we have too much. Yeah. And it, it, it makes absolutely no sense. It make absolutely no sense to do so. I I'm with you, man. I just want to see if it's gonna be this ridiculous of trade talks to start the season. I want to see what this team looks like. I'm actually very curious.
1: Yeah, I'm really, I want really them curious. to play like this. I definitely want them to play I'm
0: really this curious. Part. And I think other Knicks fans should not be desperate for Donovan Mitchell. I think they should also be curious and like and embrace, you know, a rebuilding team. I know there's a winning aspect that has to come into it. And if you're Tom Thibodeau, you got pressure. This is your third season. You got to make the plan, and you got to probably make the playoffs, even as an A-seed with this roster. But I still think that would be more fun, especially to see how everyone else plays. Considering how you would have, if you got Donovan Mitchell, you have R.J. Randall and Jalen. It's a lot of guys who need the ball in their hands. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot.
1: I'm hyped about Brunson, Mitchell, and R.J. Though I think that's fire. Yeah, Because they make up on defense. I think they kind of complement each other well. I know it yeah. sounds crazy.
0: Uh, yeah. put, put Grimes in that starting rotation with uh, Brunson? Oh, man.
1: It's a thing, yeah. I mean, I would rather Grimes off the bench would be fire. IQ, Grimes off the bench with Obi is insane. You
0: know it's Derek Rose and IQ off the bench. <laughs> That's just not changing.
1: I forgot about D-Rose. Yeah. He's in Africa right now.
0: We'll see if D Rose. He's doing D Rose things, man. He's living life.
1: We'll, we'll see if D Rose is a nick. I'm skeptical a little bit. We'll, we'll. Nothing to nor there. Well, I
0: well think tips, that- is,
1: tips, tips his ass on the line if he if he plays D Rose over IQ. He literally not even like he he's going to be questioned about that. And I don't know if he wants to be.
0: I don't think he's going to play D Rose over IQ. I think it's we're going to see that bench. Um, the ide- ideal bench. The ideal bench is you know. Rose, IQ, Fournier, Toppin, uh, Hartenstein. Oh, uh,
1: Fournier has to go.
0: If there's no trade, I'm saying, if there's no trade, oh, oh, oh. if there's no trade, that's how I'd like to see it.
1: Oh, yeah. If there's no trade, Grimes is definitely starter.
0: Yeah. 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 That's trade. why, that's why I said Grimes would be a starter. Like if we're talking like no trade, I need it. I agree I, with that.
1: I, I need
0: that. I need that. But hey, man, I think that covers it for, uh, for this next episode. That's so all we got for the updates on, on on the Mitchell trade. Pretty quiet otherwise, but it's what this it's what the NBA is all about right now. Unless you're talk about KD. I mean, actually, that before we go, before we go, I know you got to be, I know you got to be clapping your hands for Joe's side because he's like, look, man, I've been calling it. He's you've been, you have been, you have he's been,
1: man, dude, he's killing it. He's killing. He's a freaking vice president of Alibaba. He does not give a damn about a $30 million contract with a couple of players. So he's just like, all right, bro, like I'm not, I'm not going to just tear up and, and throw this contract away because you're upset. We just signed you. Your you didn't even start yet. What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm, I'm so glad that he wasn't able to get pushed over here. I do think it's the last year for this coaching staff though. Uh, Nash and sure. the new assistants. He was able to pick his new assistants. This is the last year for them if they don't come together. I think Kyrie's going to be re-signed in Brooklyn. Uh, I think it's going to be KD and Kyrie for a while. I'm curious about the Ben Simmons situation, to be honest with you. That's the most interesting situation about the Nets going into this year. They have him slotted in that power forward. Good luck with that, dude. I don't know what you do with Ben Simmons at power forward. He looks like the most awkward power forward. I can just see him being the most awkward power forward in history. So I don't know what you're gonna do with that.
0: I have no idea. This that the Nets team is That's just a trade.
1: Weird. That's a trade that, that, that might come down the pipeline here.
0: I mean, did you hear I was listening to uh the Ringer Podcast. I think and was, he wants uh, to go to LA
1: and he's clutch, right?
0: He is with clutch. I was listening to the Ringer podcast. I think it was Waz Big Waz and uh, Oh my God! What's his name? Uh, Rob Mahoney, and apparently, apparently, this is not me. This is not me to say Apparently, the guys on the Nets asked Ben Simmons if he was going to be playing because there was rumors he was he could potentially come back right during that during the playoffs. Oh,
1: this is this is a, a rig. Buk- this is a Rick Buker uh report that got yeah. debunked by KD. Yeah,
0: that he left the group chat.
1: That was Rick Buker on uh, on first thing uh, on one of the FS one. Uh, shows. He brought that up. And then KD tweeted that's after that came out, he was like, you guys don't believe anything. Uh, the media is nonsense. Something to that effect.
0: That's funny. I wouldn't be surprised though.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised. But dude, how goofy do you have to be to, to the game before dressing up in that green outfit? coming out. Well, I'm saying, like, would be surprised. Like you show up I to get, the game like that and catching layups. You did the layup lines, like the rebounds. That's what I do for my like he, he for my, my like CYL nonch- college team that I coach. I get the rebounds for their layup lines. He gave like a
0: nonchalant, like I don't weird. care that I'm hair. So I would not be surprised, bro. It was I think weird. I think like sometimes I wonder if Katie's just like covering up so that it doesn't seem like the Brooklyn Nets are just this total like. Abomination of a franchise right now.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think they have the best team that since KD's gotten there. I don't even think they're abomination. I really, I think they're fine. Uh, I'm
0: talking about, I'm talking about organizationally, like trying to get everything, like your coaching, trying to keep everyone around. Like not everyone's showing up. You know, to be
1: honest with you, I think the most annoying thing is that the fans don't hold them accountable. I'll be honest with you. Net's fans are the reason this happens because this would never fly in the Garden.
0: Oh hell no! If Katie did this, requested to show everybody, yo,
1: get out. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? And this is this is why this is why the Nets stink. Is because Nets fans don't. I've been saying it for a couple of years, honestly, and I've been holding my Nets, my my fans are my friends that are Nets fans. I've been holding them accountable. Because, first of all, they avoid any situ- any controversy that comes up. They don't want to talk about it. They get all upset. They do the what, about-isms. what about you? What about you? I'm just like, yo, dude, I'm asking you. Like, your player is asking for a trade. How do you feel? Your player is not playing this whole season. How do you feel? Like, Ben Simmons is not playing. How do you feel? You know, it's, and then they just get all mad. Oh, well, the Knicks suck.
0: Andre Drummond it. was your starting center over Jared Allen, who is now an NBA <laughs> All-Star. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, like, you know. You
0: like, traded him, too. To give DeAndre Jordan his money, so that Katie and everybody could be
1: happy. How <laughs> do the whole keep accountable for that? You know what I mean. And now the only thing that they started doing is now they're talking a little bit of uh, smack about Steve Nash. Okay, like great, like your star player, uh, you know, kind of uh, threw a tantrum, did some weird stuff this off season, has to be traded all because of the head coach. And now you guys agree. Okay. Like, at what point are you guys going to be like, yo, we have to win. <laughs> we have to make it out of the second round before, you know. So, I, I I'm, I'm, the, I think the Nets are fine. I think it's the best team they've had. I think they're going to have to deal with Ben Simmons. I'm curious as if he's going to get traded. Obviously, his stock is so low right now that you can't even trade him. Uh, I don't know. He, he, he is clutch. Do you bring Westbrook back here? I I don't know. That, that That's a funny situation brewing. Uh, Westbrook,
0: Kyrie, and Katie would be a, a hilarious sight. You so know bad. what? And that's Nets slander is a good place to always end on this podcast.
1: I, Nets fans slander. I, I'm fine with the Nets. I promise you, I'm fine with them. Nets fans though, Nets fans are whack. And can I give you a short story here? Because um, I, uh, you know, if you're if you if you're all the way at the end here, that's whatever.
0: If you're all the way at the end, listening to this, God bless. You deserve we the story. You.
1: Yeah, yes, you deserve so. the story. Uh, so I, I um, had a little bit of, like, I wanted to have, like, VIP access to the Liberty game. Uh, so I was going to the side. I had to, like, get wristbands or whatever. Uh, so they have a little table. And I was wearing uh, – I can wear it next episode. I was wearing – I had, like, a hood. I had, like, a WNBA hoodie, the black one. that's like, outlined. I don't know if, the, the, like, the woman is black, like, all black. Uh, but, like, the two strings are orange. Okay, because you know how like the WNBA has like the whole orange thing? Yep. Uh, but this is like all black, but the strings are orange, right? So I was cool with that. Fire, fire. So that's what I wore. And then just not too long, right? I'm like, you know, my friend, like, my friend me, like, don't say anything about the Knicks. I'm like, bro, I'm here for liberty. Like, you know, I don't, I don't care about the Knicks and Nets right now. Like, we're chilling. No joke, Alex. The guy, I'm like, I'm, I'm like talking to the lady, like, oh, you know, getting my envelope, whatever. The guy's like, whoa, are those Knicks colors? I, I was, like, I I had no idea. I was, like, looking around. like He's, like, no, you, are you wearing a Knicks hoodie? I was, like, my dude. <laughs> like, it's literally a WNBA hoodie. He said, oh, the orange, orange. I was, like, yo, take it easy, man. I was, like, we had good news today. I was, like, KD's staying. Like, Liberty game three. Like, just calm down. You worried about the Knicks? He's like, like, where did he show up? Like, bro, it was so funny. Everyone was like, all his uh, coworkers laughing at him and stuff. I saw him after the game uh, because, like, you know, by like down there, I was like, what up, man? He's like, yo, I appreciate you coming. All so it was just so funny. I was like, guys, like, what is this? Like, I'm not trolling you guys. You know who I am. Like, there's no, there's nothing about me. It says Knicks. They don't know me. It was just, I thought that was hilarious. It's like I I walk into Barclays. Let have an orange string and it triggers them. Yeah, bro. You're for liberty, dude. Look, like, man, when, when, you're second,
0: <laughs> when you're second fiddle in the greatest city in the world, I can see why you have some uh, imposter syndrome and whatnot. But it's all oh, good.
1: It's I stuck. do miss liberty being in the garden, though. I'll be honest about that.
0: Shout man. out to Isaiah Thomas for
1: ruining all of that. Thanks, bro.
0: Man,
1: <laughs> what a loser. Man. I hate Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> it's a random fact of the day. <laughs>
0: And on that note, thank you all for tuning for the next episode of the next Jets, etc. podcast. Y'all know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. You can also find this podcast on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. We also got a YouTube page, so make sure to go over there, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. And also hit the like button. The thumbs you watch up for video. your
1: boys. Yeah,
0: man. Hit, right, the thumbs up. hit the thumbs up button. Leave a comment. Check out Winning Picks Weekly with John, video producer Greg, and our guy, co-host Chip Murphy, if you love sports betting. And make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for the next episode. We out.
1: Let's go, Knicks.